Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. By the way, I Want to Hold Your Hand Yeah. was the number one song in the United States the day you were born. Was it really? Yes, it, well, you knew that fact. Well, I forgot it. Yeah, but Thanks it was for cool. telling me again. Though. So many people have such a lousy song the day they were born. You have such a cool uh, one. Everybody born in 64 has a pretty cool Has a pretty song. cool yeah, one. Yeah, it's a lot of Beatles stuff. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, and ho, 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 it's the Christmas season. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. We, uh, we're we running into some trouble this year because of the way the dates are falling. So what we would have to do is either a Christmas show early mm-hmm. or a Christmas show late. And yes. that doesn't fit because at the end of the year, we always do that show about who passed away during right. the year, and then we do the anniversary show. So where the Christmas show falls always runs us into trouble. And because of the way the dates are falling this year, we could either do an early Christmas show or a late Christmas show. So what we decided to do was two Christmas shows That's this right. year. Don't Excellent. Ap- don't apologize. I'm not apologizing. Did I sound like I was apologizing? Yeah, you did. Oh, did I? I, I sound that way. I'm married. So <laughs> oh, I, 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 come I, on now. I speak like I'm apologizing. On this show, we've already done one Christmas show dedicated to a single Christmas album, mm-hmm. A Christmas Gift for You uh, from Phil Spector. Oh, I love that album. So what we're going to do is yet another Christmas show dedicated to an entire Christmas album, Elvis's Christmas album. Yes. Yeah. So if you're an Elvis fan, this is the show for you. It was Elvis's fourth studio album and first Christmas album and... It is the first Elvis album to achieve diamond status. I don't even know what that means. Oh, don't you really? No, what is diamond status? The RIAA, the Recording Industry Association of America, is the company that keeps and tracks what records gain gold, platinum, multi-platinum, and then diamond status. Diamond is 10 million sales or better. Wow. Okay? So it's the first one to do it. And it is also the highest selling Christmas album in the United States, period. So it deserves its own rock school show. So we're going to tell you all about the album, all the incarnations of it, what happened, who got upset at it, and we're going to just enjoy music from Elvis Presley. Oh, I like that. There you go. Two songs were commissioned for the album. We're going to play one of them, tell you about it when we get back. Santa Claus is Back in Town, written by Jerry Lieber, Mike Stoller. It's the one that opened the album. Sounds like this. Merry Christmas on Rock School. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas.
they go. Santa Claus is back in town. Lieber and Stoller. Now, I told you there were two songs written for the album. Yeah. The other one was Santa Bring My Baby Back to Me. And we'll play that here in just a little bit. Because okay. that one has some more history behind it. However... You were giving me heck off microphone because you said to me, how many Christmas albums does yeah. Elvis Presley have? Well, I had to check out your facts and, yeah. you know, I, I go on and Google this. And sure, there's like, sure. There's a million Elvis albums No, there, there isn't. There are two Elvis Christmas albums. And I know what you're going to say. No, no, no. There's like 15 of them yeah. here. That's the thing. Elvis himself only recorded two Christmas albums. This one and then another one up in, I believe, 1971. I'll check the check the year in that, but I think I'm right. The thing is, and here's where we're going to get into. I see you've got the picture on there of Elvis in his pretty blue jacket up oh, against yeah. the... Right. The packaging is is what sets apart all of these. Those who collect records and those who love Elvis mm-hmm. will buy the Elvis Christmas album at least four times because the packaging and the songs are sold to multiple different record companies and it's repackaged, repictured, all of that, and new songs are added, songs are taken away, and that's what we're going to get into because this album had a lot going for it. Again, it sold 13 million albums. Now, today, you think to yourself, oh, 13 million, how many songs, you know, how many albums have done that? you got to remember, this is back in the 50s and 60s. That didn't happen. When this thing sold, this was an amazing thing. It was the first album to go diamond. It is still the highest selling Christmas album. So everybody who could get their hands on it was like, oh, I have got to get near this. I had it and I gave it away. Yeah, well, and there now you I go. need it again after seeing this picture. In terms of packaging, the very first one, the original, is the pretty red cover with a picture of Elvis on it, and then, there you have it right there, the pretty red cover, and then it has all kinds of presents sitting around. There's a big giant gold foil. Yeah. If you can get it, there is a collector's item version that has printed right on the cardboard a to and from sticker. No way. Right, so you can you know from Tammy to Joe. Oh, I like it. Yeah, there's a collector's version of that as well. Okay, what was the major hit off the album? Everybody knows it whether you know it was from this album or not. Blue Christmas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And everybody gets into their Elvis stance from the 1970s. Right, and all the women come in and sing that, and everybody does the shabop, shabop, shabop dance, Uh right? Did you know that song wasn't written for Elvis? As a matter of fact, that was a remake. Yeah, I know exactly who who wrote the song. You do? Yeah. Who did? It was Ernest Tubb. Ernest Tubb, and I'll bet you had that on a 45. Had it on a 45. Why? Because your grandmother liked it, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I'll make a bet a lot of you out there know the song by Elvis, but don't know the original. Welcome to Rock School. Here's Ernest Tubb. I'll have a blue Christmas right here on Rock School. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. I'll be so blue thinking about you. I'll have a blue, blue Christmas. 
Okay, let me clarify a couple things coming right. out of Tubby. We're going to play the Elvis, you know, Blue Christmas a little later on, but yeah. I wanted you to hear what the original sounded like. Let me tell you that I was right about one thing. 1971 was his second Christmas album. It was called Wonderful World of Christmas. Okay. Released in 1971. The foil mm-hmm. that I was telling you about that said to and from, I was wrong about that. It was not affixed or printed on the cardboard you could get it and it was simply taped to the outer cellophane oh okay and not only did it say to and from but it also had a track listing oh so it said to from and then had a track listing okay and that was put out uh 1957 it says here and then you're you're, because you're looking at all of the different record albums this is new to me i I don't remember seeing what that they'd repackage albums packaged like four different times oh that's nothing they would they would repackage beatles stuff um in 1960 four or five it had to be older than that 65 or 66 they repackaged a bunch of beatles hits and called it beatles oldies the songs weren't even two years old and they called them Beatles oldies. You can go find that one out there. In Canada, uh, they used to repackage all the Beatles stuff and put it out with new art, just so it could all be sold again. Wow. Oh, this was this is nothing. It's just that they did it with this album. Uh, the album was put out, obviously, 57. In 59, RCA put it out again with a different picture of Elvis against snow. That's that pretty blue one right there. Oh, yes. Same album. Exactly the same album. Put the thing out again, and it charts... Every single year, and it sells a million copies again in 1962. Wow. This is how popular the guy was. I know younger people look at Elvis as the fat guy who's doing schmaltzy shows in Vegas and wearing capes that have eagles, you know, bedazzled on them. You have no concept of how unbelievably popular the guy was. So let's play another one. This is another song. This is the other song that was commissioned for the album. It's called Santa Bring My Baby Back to Me. I know you know this I one. Oh, yes. It's Everybody the one, does. Right. Santa Bring My Baby Back to Me because you want to do the blah, 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 blah all uh-huh. the way through it. And I think it was written that way because Bing Crosby was out at the time. Yeah. I think they wrote it that way. It was by Aaron Schroeder and Claude Demetrius. Why do we care about, you know, these guys? Schroeder wrote A Big Hunk of Love, Good Luck Charm, Stuck on You, and It's Now or Never. Okay, so who's Claude Demetrius? He wrote Hard-Headed Woman. And by the way, Hard-Headed Woman got the first gold single award for a rock record. So Santa Bring My Baby Back to Me has a better pedigree than most rock songs. Oh, wow. Here you go. Merry Christmas on Rock School. I don't need a lot of presents to make my Christmas bright. Santa, bring my baby back to me. I don't have anything that that states that's because of Bing Crosby, but all the gives me the impression. That's that's kind of why they did it. So why songs on the album? Why were these songs put onto the album? Well, 
the original album. Now, this is the one back from 57. Mm -hmm. Okay, not the reissue in 59, but the one from 57. The original had eight Christmas songs and four gospel songs. And just to let you know that this album, because I'm going to go into the concept of repackage, 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 repackage. Yeah. Resell, resell, resell. Hey, Elvis fans, here it is again. Yes. You know, the Beatles do this as well. How many times can I buy Can't Buy Me Love, right? This album was a repackage again, because not only did it have the eight Christmas songs, but there were four gospel songs on the album, and those were the four gospel songs that were on an EP that were released earlier that year in March on the EP titled Peace in the Valley. There you go. Right. So you could have had those four songs, or probably did if you were an Elvis fan, probably had those four songs already. So the way it was set up is that if you listen to one side, it would be secular. Uh-huh. And if you listen to the other side, it would be spiritual. Aw, ain't Aww, that nice? Aw, Elvis. <laughs> so what about the gospel songs? Mm-hmm. Well, here is one of them. This is Take My Hand, Precious Lord, which had already been put out. But hey, Elvis fans, you'll buy it again, won't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. You bet we will. And I hope there's a foil thing on the front so I can give it to someone. Here you go on Rock School. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me home, lead me home. Coming into the first break, how do you know for a fact that you have one of the original copies of LOC 1035, Elvis's Christmas album from 1957? Please let me know. Right, because it's going to get released again and again and again and again and again. If you look at the spine, Mm -hmm. the side opposite of where the record comes out, the first pressings had gold foil letters down the side that said, or down the spine, that said Elvis's Christmas album instead of just black letters. Okay. Okay. So if you have one of those, you have, huzzah, one of the originals and high, high, high value. That's what people want. That's before they started repackaging, repackaging, repackaging. Believe it or not, absolutely no singles were released from the album in the United States. All they did was release singles in the UK. That's crazy. Yeah, it was Santa Bring My Baby Back to Me. I guess they wanted the album to sell. So you say to yourself, well, I guess it was radio and I guess it was people that just made the decision that the single was going to be Blue Christmas. No, 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 no. In 1964, they re-released the album and uh, released as a single, Blue Christmas. So there you go. Wow. The year that you and I were born, Blue Christmas finally became... And Elvis Presley was 22. In, in 1964? Oh, not in 64. No, I was when this say, album that can't be true. No, when this album was was released in 57. Oh, in 57 he was 22. So what yeah. is that? 57 to 64 would be seven more years. So he'd be uh, 29. Yeah. yeah oh my gosh, go. he was so young. Yeah, how about that? Got to take a break. Two minutes. We'll be back and we'll play something from Elvis's Christmas album right here on Rock School.
trivia question. Trivia question coming out of the break. Okay, what is it? The pictures that are on the front of that album. Yeah. The pictures that are on the front. Where did the pictures come from? Where did the pictures come from? Sure, he didn't sit for pictures for it. He, he did didn't? not sit. No, no, they are from some other place. They, they are, lifted them they from lifted some them. other scenery. I have That's no, right. I have no idea. They are from his third uh, movie, Jailhouse Rock. Yep. Merry Christmas, everybody. Here you go. Here's the single from 1964. And you got to do the shabop, shabop, shabop dance. Here you go on Rock School. Christmas without you. I'll be so blue, but I have a blue, 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 blue Christmas. Do you like the song White Christmas? I do. You do? Mm-hmm. Do you know who wrote it? Uh, Bing Crosby. Irving Berlin. Irving Berlin. That was my second guess. There you go. Uh-huh. I just I just did not give you enough time. That's all right. Right. Irving Berlin. You would think that Irving Berlin would be happy that Elvis Presley decided to record White Christmas, would you yes, not? French yes. toast. No, he was upset. Why? As a matter of fact, he was really upset. Uh, he, Irving Berlin, decided to attempt to get Elvis Presley's version banned from all radio airplay because, quote, it was a profane parody of a cherished Yuletide standard. How about that? Bah humbug. Yeah, it says here, he, Irving Berlin, ordered his staff in New York City to telephone all radio stations across the United States and demand that the song be discontinued from radio airplay. It goes on as I shake the paper. (laughs) Uh, U.S. radio stations basically ignored his request. One disc jockey got fired for playing the song. Elvis, yes. Uh, And a lot of Canadian radio stations refused to play the album because, again, this was Elvis. And if things were bad, rock and roll was going to destroy the young youth culture in the world. So would you like to destroy the young youth culture out there? Let's do it. That's what I want to do. Get the kids. Bring them around the radio. Here you go. It's White Christmas. Uh, It's Elvis on Rock School. Greek to me. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three, four. Christmas 
It's the holiday season on the Rock School Radio Show, where it's all Elvis, all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis until you can't stand it anymore. All Elvis. Is it too much Elvis today? No. Really? Can there ever be too much Elvis? Is there ever too much Elvis? Well, there was too much of Elvis. There was. What do you mean? There was way too much of Elvis right there at the end. All right. We're going to get back uh, to Elvis, uh, his Christmas album here in just a little bit. But first, as I once again shake the paper into the microphone, it's time to do seven days in 70 seconds. I'm Joe Burns, you are. I'm Tammy Burns. These are the rock and roll dates, December 14th all the way through December 20th. I think you, my lovely wife, have Monday. Go! December 14th, 1959, the Ohio State University Research Center finds that although rock and roll is the overwhelming favorite of kids age 14 to 18, adults age 19 to 70 list it as their least favorite form of music. What happened at 19? What happens at 19? I grew up. Yeah. December 15, 1979, Pink Floyd starts a five-week run at the top of the UK singles chart with Another Brick in the Wall Part 2. December 16, 2014, legendary American radio host Casey Kasem was laid to rest in Norway. December 17, 1963, James Carroll at WWDC in Washington, D.C. becomes the first disc jockey to broadcast a Beatles record on the American airwaves. He played... I want to hold your hand. No, stop it. December 18th, 1982, Hall & Oates overtook the Everly Brothers as the top recording duo of all time with their biggest hit, Man Eater. December 19th, 1975, Convoy by C.W. McCall. I loved that song. Earns a gold record. And December 20, 1975, Joe Walsh officially replaces Bernie Leadon in the Eagles. By the way, I want to hold your hand. Yeah. Was the number one song in the United States the day you were born. Was it really? Yes. It, well, you knew that fact. Well, I forgot it. Yeah, but Thanks it Thanks for going. telling me again. Though. So many people have such a lousy song the day they were born. You have such a cool uh, one. Everybody born in 64 has a pretty cool Has a pretty song. cool yeah. one. It's yeah. It's a lot of Beatles stuff. Mine's The House of the Rising Sun by The Animals. That's Aww. a pretty cool one. As That's a, very cool. It, it kind of tipped the fact that we were going to end up down here in New Orleans. Ooh. Yeah, and that wraps up seven days and 70 seconds. Okay, here comes Santa Claus and Elvis here on Rock School. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, riding down Santa Claus' land. Licks and blitz and all the hills are reindeer, pulling on the rain. Bells are ringing, children's ear, all is merry and bright. We just follow the light. Let's give thanks to the Lord above, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Okay, coming out of another Elvis song. If this sounds like I'm reading, I am going to read a little bit because I want to make sure I get all of this right. Hit it. Let's talk about reissues. Mm-hmm. First album came out 57, right? Yes. I've already told you it comes out two years later. They reissue it. It sells another million copies. So okay. if I'm not mistaken, we're at 15 million copies right now. 13 on the first one, a million plus for the next one. We're somewhere around 15 million copies, right? Okay. Plus you got the UK and all of that. So we're selling copies like crazy. The album stops selling, so it goes out of print in the 1960s, late 1960s, which means little tiny record companies can come up and go, hey, if I pay the royalties on that, can I repackage that and put it out as my own? Yes. Yes, you can. Oh. Right. RCA is more than pleased to take royalties and not have to do anything. 
Wow. That's the concept of re-recording it. Remember all those Rhino records when we were growing up yeah. that, would, that would sort of put together big, giant, greatest hits LPs? Oh, yeah. That's what they did. They just bought the, the rights, put out these horrible, floppy records, and these record companies that owned the rights, they didn't have to do anything but collect royalties on sales. Oh, So that's okay. what's happening. In the 1970s, RCA's little tiny sub-record called Camden pulls the four gospel songs off mm-hmm. and adds If Every Day Was Like Christmas and Mama Liked the Roses and puts it out as a 10-song disc. Okay. The new cover's got Elvis in a blue jacket standing in front of what looks like the Alps. Yeah. You've already seen it, yep, right? Yeah, I did. In the mid-70s, Camden Records then sells the lot of its catalog to Pickwick Records, including the Elvis record. They, Pickwick Records, re-releases it just before Elvis's death in 1977. What luck. Right? Yeah. With a cover of his face with the Pickwick album with a whole lot of ribbons all around his face. It sells a ton. What they do then after his death is they go on TV and they do direct sales. And they sell a ton. I can smell the money. Of the thing. When Elvis dies, guess what RCA does? I... Re, they sell more albums. No, they, they go to Pickwick and they give them a big bag of money with a dollar sign on it. No. And they buy the rights back. No. Yes, because Elvis is now dead. And think about how much money he's going to be worth now that he has passed on. And Pickwick's okay with that. Well, well, Pickwick's not very big. They want a big giant chunk of cash. They've already made their money doing you know gross sales over the television. Yeah. Right? So RCA is going to get back into it, and believe it or not, it's going to get repackaged and sold out again. And I'm going to buy it for like the sixth time. I'll be right back to tell you about it. Here you go. Mama Like the Roses from the reissue on which album was it? Camden. There you go. <laughs> Elvis in a blue jacket. Here you go on Rock School. Oh, Mama Like the roses She'd grow them in the yard But winter always came around The roses Mama like the roses Second break here on Rock School. Okay. Pickwick Records. You, by the way, you looked up Pickwick oh, Records, didn't you? I'm all over it. Now, it's it's a budgetary, cruddy little thing that buys dead records and repackages them, right? Yeah. They have yep. a, a huge thing about uh, on here about drugstore records. <laughs> and that's where I used to buy mine. So yeah. Well, you know. Everybody if, did, I the, guess. If the song sounded the same, why not? I can't tell you how many of those budget albums that had you know 15 songs by groups i liked i purchased rhino records was the one i remember sometimes you'd get an album that had paper in the vinyl did you ever get one of those because what they were doing is taking old vinyl that didn't sell and they didn't bother to take the label off it they just crushed it up and melted it (laughs) and you'd have to take it back because the paper was like in the vinyl (laughs) i didn't know what that meant yeah that's why it was there oh man okay RCA buys back 
the rights from Pickwick. And what they do then was take all of this and they create an RCA special products release in 1986 with the original Camden artwork. Mm-hmm. Same album, same yeah. album. Yeah. A cassette comes out in 76 with the same track listing, but a new title. It's Christmas time. You're buying the same thing, except it's got a new title. Okay. In 2010, it comes out again in a box set titled Elvis, the collection. Then Sony Music buys the rights to release it. They release a DVD in 2010 titled The Yule Log. It is exactly what you think it is. You put a DVD in and there's a burning fireplace on your TV. Yeah. Okay. The Yule Log has that and a bunch of pretty visuals and the entire album playing behind the Yule Log. That's it. That's every re-release of the Elvis Christmas album. Hey, your family used to do the uh, Yule Log every year, right? We did. Yeah, we didn't have a fireplace. So what we did was we turned on the TV on Christmas morning and warmed ourselves by the glow of the television. You know, I want to do that this year and put on no, the Elvis al- album. We have a fireplace. I don't care. We I live need in, some Elvis. We live in New Orleans and we have a fireplace. It's also 80 degrees. <laughs> Why won't it get cold? All right, we're coming back in a minute right here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, let's go forward to 1971. Easy now. Elvis Presley did indeed release a second Christmas album. You would think that with the success of the first one, they would have just simply put out a second Christmas album like two years later. Why? When you can release the same one again and again and again and make so much money on it. You did say something funny while the break was going on. What did you say? Elvis only has like two songs. Right. (laughs) Two hits. They just keep releasing them over and over again. You didn't know this, but Elvis only recorded 14 songs. We just keep redoing it. In 71, the album was called... Elvis Sings the Wonderful World of Christmas. This is where the hit Merry Christmas Baby Sure Did Treat Me Nice came out. Mm -hmm. Now, that wasn't written for Elvis. That was Lou Baxter and Johnny Moore. Okay, so that's where it came from. Let's play that one. We'll come back. I'll tell you a little bit about the album, and you're not going to believe this, but it was repackaged and re-released because if you're going to buy it once... You sure as shooting are going to buy it twice. You know I am. (laughs) Here's Elvis on Rock School. Merry, merry Christmas, baby. Sure did treat me nice. I said, Merry Christmas, baby. I said, Merry Christmas, baby. 
Well, there you go. There is the Elvis Christmas album show as we're in our last break. I'm going to cry all the way through it. Are you really? Oh, yeah. He brings such emotion to he everything. Really, again, it's hard, very hard to get across to a young person because they don't remember Elvis before the 1968 comeback special. Yeah. They remember him as, you know, I don't know how else to say it, the fat guy in the jumpsuit. They see him in his later years. Yeah, the Hawaii years. Right. Think of the the toughest, most frightening guy today. Elvis was him and the next 30 you can think of wrapped up. Mm-hmm. He really was the king of rock and roll. It was amazing the fact that every time he opened his mouth, he was a honey dripper. I mean, women fainted, physically fainted. He was everything you think a rock star should be and more. Yeah. When Led Zeppelin, you know, changes their world to go meet the man. Uh-huh. You know, that's you, you kind of shake your head and you go, hey, there's something here. Elvis Presley's The Wonderful World of Christmas was a top album seller on the Billboard album charts. Did it top the it topped only the holiday album charts? Did it top the Billboard 200? Well, it couldn't. They didn't allow holiday albums on until 1973. Oh, see, somebody makes rules all the time, yeah. don't they? Would it have topped the charts? Yes. yes. If yes. you had taken the sales and gone back and looked, yes, it would have topped the chart pretty easily. Certified gold in 77, platinum one month later, two times platinum, three times platinum on 1999's list. So it took a little while, but it went all the way platinum. On that album, it is uh, the Imperial Quartet that accompanies him, not the Jordanaires. Mm-hmm. However, the Jordanaires did back him up on the first album. Did it get repackaged and re-released? You bet it did. As a matter of fact, the second re-release, because of the success of Blue Christmas, had Blue Christmas added to it. So if you have a copy of it and Blue Christmas is on it, if you're a record collector, if it has Blue Christmas on it, you do not have one of the originals. you got to get one that does not have Blue Christmas on it. And how many times was it repackaged? I have just two. Just two. My guess is if I decided to dig, probably a lot, because there's a lot of little Pickwick records out there that are willing to spend the money and sell me an album that has a piece of paper right in the middle of the (laughs) vinyl play. So that's going to wrap it up. Elvis Presley will wrap it up. And uh, we'll be back next week with another Christmas show. And I think it's equally as interesting. I'm Joe Burns. I am Tammy Burns. Merry Christmas. Class is dismissed. Hear the bells saying Christmas is here. They bring out to tell the world that this is a season of cheer. Hear a choir singing sweetly somewhere, and a glow fills my heart. I'm at peace with the world. The sound of the singing.